Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game, set, match. Novak Djokovic reclaims his crown in New York and reaches his 24th major championship. Novak Djokovic is US Open champion. He's a 24-time Grand Slam champion. Is he now clearly the greatest player of all time? To discuss this, we have Brett Phillips on the line who's been watching the events unfold in New York, and he joins us, of course, thanks to Stan Sport. This has been streaming the US Open every match ad free, Centre Court in 4K, and also thanks to the Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.tennis. Good morning, Brett. Yeah, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mark. <laughs> it's just a familiar tale, isn't it? So, is he now the GOAT? Is it beyond debate now? Look, you know, I, I get asked a bit, obviously, I comment a bit on it on the first serve. Um, and I've never shied away from the fact that I'm will always be and uh, a Roger Federer fan. He gave me the most joy. Uh, I, I have argued over the journey that I don't think it's all based on statistics, uh, but the numbers are pretty compelling for Novak. Uh, you know, the amount of majors he's going to win, he's head to head with Nadal and Federer. The amount of Masters one thousands. I could go on and on and on. So it's a long list of things that he has achieved. So it, it probably will be hard to go past. Uh, him being the greatest because I think that he's probably going to get some further separation if he keeps playing at this level for the next say let's say two years 37 next year 38 the year after you know the oldest I think Grand Slam champion is Ken Rosewall going way back in another era of tennis and look we know Roger broke down we know Rafa's broken down trying to get back I mean Novak looks to be the Iron Man even though there were moments in that match today you never quite know with Novak you know, was it a little bit of fatigue um, you know some mind games in there just to you know derail his opponent's mind to think he's uh, maybe not 100% but look it was a, a lung busting uh, match and but any time he gets the front running and wins the first set he's uh, he's on his way and it was three love in a hurry but, gee, the second set was uh, pretty compelling. And then when it gets to a tiebreaker, uh, you, I get a 25-5 and five record this year. I've seen him win easier tiebreakers. This one, he had to come from behind, really dig in. Two sets to love. You're just saying it's almost mission impossible. And he got 3-1 up, broken, uh, but broke straight back. And then the rest uh, is history, that final set. So he's a phenomenal athlete. There's no doubt. I think mentally he's the strongest in the sport we've ever seen. And that's a lot of hard work that he's done behind the scenes, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, to be the most meticulous, well-prepared athlete in the sport that I cover. And you can compare him to other sports people around the world. And I think his job not finished right now. There's more to come. Yeah, it looks like that next generation still hasn't quite caught him, have they? We thought Alcaraz might have been very close, but uh, Medvedev had to go through a bit to get there too, didn't he? he had, I think he had the match against Sinner, which was epic. 
Uh, and then he had the match against Alcaraz as well, where he had to produce absolutely scintillating tennis just to get there. So it may be that he'd played his final before he came up against, you know, arguably the best player in history. Yeah, look, he's made a pretty stern stuff. He's he's a real Iron Man, Medvedev. But yeah, you're right. There was some late night finishes and that you know tough conditions against Rublev in the quarterfinals. But you know, he he um, he leads sleeps and breathes tennis. But today, you you know, you're trying to penetrate past someone that's just so hard to get past who defends better. I mean, we always talk in team sport, don't we? You know, you got to start with a good defence and you build your attack off that. Well, that. That's what Djokovic does better than anyone. You know, he just wears you down, getting so many balls back because he just he just shifts along that baseline. His flexibility to go backhand, forehand, stretching on a hard court, skidding on a hard court, and then be able to turn that into an offensive shot. It's just phenomenal to watch him. And I watch I watch it very close, and I'm at the Australian Open through the little glass there on Rod Laver, and you get to see him uh, as the complete athlete. So Medvedev, look, you know, didn't play a. A bad match. You're just up against a guy who's um, at another at another level. And, and Medvedev has been the best hard quarter of the last three years in terms of titles won, uh, finals made, wins. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one to crack. So does he have a weakness? I mean, that's, that's the, I'm like you. I'm a Federer fan. Um, I always thought that you know Roger Federer would be my goat, if you like, if not the the widely mm. acknowledged goat. But this guy. The gap between yep. his best and his not so good is so small. It's almost like it doesn't even qualify as a weak period in a game. And so, therefore, as yep. you mentioned, he's a great front runner. Once he gets in front, the level just doesn't drop. And so, you've got to climb this enormous mountain just to get back on even terms. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's one thing we're comparing. Yeah, tennis players. I mean, Roger, you know, as I close my eyes, how offensive he was. So he could be prone to errors, but the class and the winners he would hit, whereas, you know, Djokovic is, to me, the supreme defender in the game. And not... I mean, it just depends how you judge all this stuff. I mean, if you love tennis, what's what's the most aesthetically pleasing? Okay, are the records just going to speak for themselves and that's everyone's simple argument? Or is it... Well, no, this is the way I, you know, I love tennis being played a particular way. So has Djokovic played a brand of tennis that's excited us as much as Federer? Probably not, but you admire him for different reasons. Uh, and you can't not admire the athlete. Uh, whether you go to the Australian Open and see him up close or you watch him on TV all throughout the year, he's just a phenomenal athlete who makes very few errors. I mean, his unforced errors you know, never mount to that much. You've got, and it's it's the smallest margins. But I actually think his serve, his serve has got better over the years, Djokovic, particularly that sliding serve to the juice side of the court that goes drifting away from the forehand, and he cuts it so fine. We've seen him adopt a bit more serve volley because he knows that if that serve hits its spot, you're not able to get a really good return back on the ball. He's there. His net skills, I think, they've got better and better, as has Nadal in the second half of his career. I think there was one stage in his semi-final, he was 17 of 17 when I was you know, following it live, and um, he doesn't miss too many volleys. So, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, hard to identify a weakness. Now, of course, Coco Goff won the women's singles uh, a day earlier. Tell us about that achievement, and is she the new star, do you think, in women's tennis? Yeah, well, I was fascinated to listen to her, you know, the after uh, presentation about the doubters who uh, who didn't think that she would get to this level. And, 
Look, I, you know, I feel like I've been following Coco for a long time. We've loved her journey. I mean, it's been a throwback to someone starting at the pro game so young at 14, 15. Most are in the juniors or they've gone to college and taking a longer route to the sport. But, um, you know, to see her growth, because, you know, she's been around for quite some time now. Uh, the question was, you know, was she building towards winning a major? We saw the talent, the rapid rise up the rankings, you know, being a finalist at Roland Garros last year, learned a lot from that. Uh, and, and the pressure of playing at home, too. Uh, we saw it with Ash Barty. You know, it's, it's a lot on your shoulders, and she handled it beautifully a couple of years ago. But, yeah, to be a set down. Uh, but, look, it's a combination of both. I think Coco played a really smart brand of tennis, and that is credit to Brad Gilbert, who's been added to her team since Wimbledon. I mean, she's gone 18-1 and since that first-round loss at Wimbledon. She won a 500, a 1,000 tournament, and now a Grand Slam. Brad's come in, ironically, during that time and said, well, I can't necessarily fix the forehand overnight, her weakest wing, but I can set the court up strategically a little bit better with her in terms of um, you know, playing a tennis match because he's got such a great mind. And, you know, she's probably silenced a few of those doubters. I mean, she defends really well. Great athlete. You know, can just get balls out of corners that other players can't. And then has got the firepower. She's got a great mentality, really humble, hard worker, and, yeah, she deserved a victory. And look, in the end, Sabalenka sort of self-imploded a little bit. 46 unforced errors. Had a great year, Arena. World number one today, Mark. Uh, been the most consistent, semis or better of all the slams, but she's only walked away with one major. A bit like a, a team who's up in the top two, top four for quite some time in that three or four-year window, but only wins one premiership. So that, that's the frustration for Arena, but she's only 25 and she'll be around for some time. But yeah, Coco's here to stay, there's no doubt. And close your eyes, you just see the Williams sisters two decades ago doing unbelievable things as teenagers. Absolutely. Brett, thanks so much for your updates this US Open. Congratulations on your coverage of the tournament. We look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Hey, thank you, Mark. And a big addition of the first serve, six o'clock Perth time uh, tonight. So we'll wrap it all up uh, comprehensive. Yeah, look back uh, later on tonight. That was Brett Phillips from SEN's The First Serve and, of course, a reminder that the US Open, thanks to Stan, uh, which streamed every match ad-free with the Centre Court in 4K. We'll be back with more after the break.